Exciting news at This Week Health. Starting May 16th, our keynote show is moving to Thursdays. Catch every episode weekly on our This Week Health conference channel. Don't miss conversations with top health system leaders designed to transform healthcare one connection at a time. Subscribe to This Week Health conference and stay updated every Thursday. Thanks for joining us. My name is Bill Russell. I'm a former CIO for a 16 hospital system and creator of This Week Health, a channel dedicated to keeping health IT staff current and engaged. Welcome to our series, Healthcare Patient Room Next Briefing Campaign. I'm excited to get to our topic today. We're going to talk with Fred Holson and we're going to round out this entire conversation and we're going to talk about some really cool technologies that they're showing off in their lab. This is going to be a fun conversation. You're going to enjoy it. This podcast series culminates with an excellent webinar panel discussion. We're going to have experts from healthcare. We're also going to have Fred on there as well. Patient Room Next, how to improve care efficiency. Check out the description box below for registration information and additional information about the webinar. You can also hit our website, thisweekhealth.com, upcoming webinars, top right-hand corner. We want to thank our sponsor, Mobile Heartbeat, for giving us some time with Fred today and making this content possible now. Onto the show. All right. Today we are joined by Fred Holston, Director for Healthcare for Sirius Healthcare, a CDW company. Before joining Sirius, Fred was the CTO for Intermountain Healthcare. Fred, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me back. I'm looking forward to this conversation. We talked to you earlier and you gave us an introduction to Patient Room Next and uh, the elements of Patient Room Next and some of the technologies. Today we are going to talk in a little bit more detail about what someone might experience if you're giving them a tour of the, I keep calling it a lab. I'm not sure if that's the right word, but the facility that Sirius has where you bring clients down and you brainstorm around these technologies. Tell us a little bit about that location and what you do with clients there. Yeah, we have several of them. The one in California is specifically targeting patient room next right now. And for us, it's a working lab. It's not a traditional executive briefing center, that kind of thing. It's where we bring a lot of our partners and technologies in and try to piece them together and say, does this start to solve a problem in healthcare? And around patient room next, which we talked about was a strategy. And then in that strategy, you can't buy a single thing. Well, we're looking and kind of vetting pieces of that strategy and letting people come and experience it. And number one, we're looking for feedback. Can our customers come in and say, I would never use this. This is horrible. It won't work. And that kind of tells us maybe we shouldn't spend a lot of time on that particular or hmm, this is interesting. I might need a little tweak here, tweak there. Well, that's what the lab can do. Let's spend some time with our partner and do those kinds of tweaks. And if it doesn't, if it's great, then maybe it's something then we want to continue to show and potentially make available to our customers and figure out how to do it. And they can see m many of these, I think the ones we'll talk about today, they can see those in this particular lab, which in this one is in Fountain Valley, California. Well, you gave us a couple of areas. You gave us touchless sensors, vision, and you gave us listening, and you broke listening down into some areas. Let's start with uh, touchless sensors. What are some of the technologies that you're showcasing, or uh, not showcasing, because you're not, again, you're not selling anything. You're just having a conversation around. But what are those technologies around touchless sensors that people would be interested to hear about? Yeah, I think one of our most interesting at the moment is a sensor from a company called Matera. Very young company, but doing exciting things with a radar-based sensor. 
So let me put it in perspective. It's a, it's a relatively small box that fits behind a bed, over a bed, behind a chair, in a variety of different places. But it's relatively close to the body, but never touches the body. And it emits a radar. And that radar brings back data. And from that data, they are able to basically determine vitals. So from a heart perspective, they can't do a traditional EKG, but they can do a ballistical cardiogram which is a different algorithm, but still does the same plotting kind of idea. They can do respiration. They can do a number of things. And we're looking forward, and I have to be careful not to give away too much, but they're doing basic vitals today, but we're looking forward into early next year that they should be able to complete the vitals collection where just second to second, we're able to collect vitals off a patient and know what's going on. And that's being done touchless. That could be done at home. Again, could be done in various areas of the hospital. Imagine walking into the clinic and instead of having to sit down and do all these vital things, you just sit down in the exam room. And as the exam's going on, your vitals continue to get collected. And so when you come in with white coat syndrome and your blood pressure is way too high, but as you're sitting there, things begin to settle down and a physician goes, well, maybe you don't need blood pressure medicine. It's just white coat syndrome. Or if you're in the hospital and things change between the time the nurse comes in and does vitals every few hours, that we know that. Or if you're sitting at home and just sitting and watching television, we get the vitals that we need to know how you're doing. That's an exciting technology around this touchless space for us. Yeah, I, I, I didn't even think we were close to something like that. I would. That's really exciting. And the possibilities around that are pretty exciting as well. Is this a, I don't want to get too much into it because I want to touch on these other things, but is this an expensive thing to implement in these patient rooms or is the cost pretty something that you can deploy in 800 or 900 rooms? Yeah. I mean, certainly as you talk about doing it in 800, 900 rooms, obviously everything gets more expensive, but the device itself is not very expensive. I won't say that the cost of the device, but when you think about what you pay for traditional medical devices to monitor a patient, it's not even close. It's not even, it's sub thousand dollar kind of scenario to, to do that. And then it's basically all cloud-based. So all the data is going to the cloud, the analytics are done up there, and then it'll naturally feed the EHR and send alerts and data and integrate into whatever we need to integrate into. So there are monthly charges on that side. But when you think about what you're getting, when you think about what the nurses are not doing, which you might be asking patients to do, which they're not very good on compliance when they're at home. And yet you're doing it kind of in a automatic fashion, just sit and watch television and we'll do what we need to do. When you start thinking about those kinds of things, this cost is significantly less than, than alternatives. Yeah. The whole idea of passively collecting the information is so key because we're to do it with nurses is time consuming, expensive and challenging. To rely on the patient to do it is fraught with its own set of challenges. All right, computer vision. What are health systems excited about in this area? Yeah, so let me let me tell you what we've started being excited about. There are a lot of point solutions. So one of the number one things today is still falls. After all these years, health organizations are still dealing with falls, the effects of falls, and the cost of falls. And so there are solutions out there for falls. What we're excited about is using a platform that says, hey, that may be your first big problem you want to solve, but what about turns? What about automated nursing documentation? What about any number of other things that 
that vision could be solving. So for us, one of the, the things in the lab is a company called Artisite. Artisite is an AI vision platform. Basically take cameras, speaker mics that are hiding in the ceilings in various parts from the OR to the patient room. And they're using vision to figure out what's going on and to do a variety of different tasks and understand a lot of things. So falls, trying to prevent falls, understanding what's going on with falls. I think they have 14 plus different capabilities today and continue to add. And they leverage customers to say, well, what do you need it to do now? And they just build another model. And when that model gets built, everybody gets it. And so our, our customers are excited because number one, it's solving immediate problems and it's doing it in a very efficient way. If you look at the OR, it's it's all based around improving OR throughput, understanding where you actually are in the surgery and being able to predict where you're going to, how soon that surgery is going to be over. So there's, there's a cost efficiency over there. But when you talk about patient rooms, the fact that we know that you've turned so we can document that. We don't need nurses to come in and do that. It allows the whole virtual nursing idea that we kind of talked about in the first episode. It's really this platform that starts to take vision and say, what do you want to do next? And where Patient Room Next wants to go with it is this continuous idea of automated documentation. Can I see that you're doing something? And from that, know that what you're doing needs to be documented and do it. And to the extent that we can do that, totally automatic, great. To the extent that we have to create some kind of note or say, did you do that? Because regulatory might say, I need verification. Okay, let's do that. But let's make it as automated and simple as possible. Let's quit pulling around cows and wows or having big computers in the room that are making noises and sucking up dust and doing all these things. Let's let nurses do their job. And as they're doing their job, let's document that. And that's not an intent to say, I'm looking for you to make a mistake. That's not the point. I'm looking for you as you're doing your job to take away all of that. I must do it stuff so that you can focus on being a really good nurse or doctor or whomever. It's another set of eyes, right? When you get that camera in that room, it's another set of eyes. It can look for falls. It can look for any number of things, hand washing. It can look for conversations or anything that needs to be documented and so it's a set of eyes connected to artificial intelligence that's connected to automation essentially does it sound right yeah no that's absolutely correct and one of the other things to be clear about is and what we like about artisite artisite doesn't say video the whole idea of the ai side isn't to create petabytes of video that can go back and be looked at it really is to say I see something now, the AI figures out what it needs to know about that and do with it. And then it gets rid of that video. And that's really never a kept kind of thing. And the only exception to that in the case of Artisite is in the case of surgery where your physician can choose to keep a small amount of video during their surgery for training purposes, where they can train residents or they can continue the improvement, have somebody look at what they did and say, is that was that the right way to do it? Whatever they want. But they're in control of that and only for those purposes. And so that also makes it, I think, important in this conversation that the goal isn't to be punitive here and say somebody can go back and look how well I did my job. It is to do your job, record what needs to be recorded, and then be done with it and move on. Yep. It's 
really fascinating. All right. So we did eyes. Now we're going to do ears listening. Now you have, you have three different areas. We probably don't have enough time to go into each. You gave us essentially command and control, ambient listening. And then you give us this whole idea of care companion. I want to focus in on the care companion only because I, I think it's interesting. I mean, there's a bunch of ambient listening, really cool stuff to talk about there. But talk a little bit about a care companion. What is the role of a care companion? And why is this interesting in this whole idea of patient room next? So product that specifically I'll kind of referring to is a product called LEQ. Little device, the power that is not the little device, the power is the back end. But what's important about this is, number one, when we're in the traditional patient room, the only people you can talk to are the people you push the button and get on the phone for nurse call or if the nurse comes in the room or somebody else. And when you go home, you really have no one to talk to and you have no interaction unless you sit down to, let's say, an iPad or some other purpose-built device that you sit down and kind of do a visit with or collect vitals and those kinds of things. And this idea is really to develop a relationship. It's with AI, it's with automation, but something that's more human-esque and that kind of has a conversation. And by the way, it goes both ways. It's not just that you ask it a question or you tell it I did something, but it can start this conversation and say, hey, it might be time for doing this or how are you feeling today? Oh, really? Well, tell me about that. Or even have a conversation. It, you can say, tell me a joke and it'll tell you a joke. But it really is to develop this, this kind of conversation. So why is that important? Well, number one, the likelihood that people are going to sit down and do this routine that they need to do all the time is not that great. People don't have great compliance and they don't like it. And a lot of people don't want to mess with the technologies. And so for some set of people, it's hard or it's not intuitive. So this is just something they talk to and it asks a question. People understand questions and they answer the question or they have this dialogue and they build this relationship. So number one, we get a lot of information from that combined with the censoring that we talked about earlier. We know a lot of what's going on with that patient in whatever situation they're in. And second thing is you can begin to detect when changes occur. Everything from, look, your voice is different. You're not as energetic. You're not answering me any number of things that you can begin to detect, or you can say, you know what, I just don't feel good today. Well, that might just generate enough information for somebody back in the health system. Let's just say we're talking about home here. Somebody back in the health system to say, maybe I should just make a call to them and, you know, just make sure everything's going okay and just have a proactive call. And that could be a, a phone call, maybe not a video call, but the little device also has a little screen on it. So that call could come in just on that screen and you don't necessarily need them to push a whole bunch of things. Hey, like you call my care coordinator or that care coordinator could call in and say, Hey, what's going on? Are you doing okay today? And have, have a different dialogue and understand, do we need to raise the level of care that's going on? Maybe they need to get back and go see somebody. Maybe they need, maybe we need to get the ambulance there because something serious is going on, whatever that happens to be. But again, it just kind of occurs as we talked about in the touch the sensor idea. It just kind of occurs in a very natural and a little more passive way in the sense that we don't need them to start interacting with something. It just kind of occurs and it's different. And it obviously has a ways to go in, in fully understanding everything. There's so much data in voice. We've been looking at a company that Literally from the voice, can you tell that it has COVID? Can you tell that it has other diseases? The biomarkers of voice. 
So there's a long way that that technology can certainly go. But today, just being building a relationship and then understanding from that relationship what's going on with you and then putting the sensor with that is a powerful set of information that that I think will let us take people into other environments, traditional patient room, but certainly non-traditional patient areas, and know a lot that we don't know today without asking them to do as near as much as we have asked for them in the past. Brad, this is fantastic. People are probably thinking, I want more, give me more. And uh, we're going to give you that opportunity. The webinar that we talked about earlier in the introduction is coming up and that's going to be a culmination. We're going to have Fred, myself, we're going to have some of those organizations that are forward looking at some of the technologies on the webinar as well. So if you're thinking, hey, that was an interesting series, I'd like to have more information, just come into the webinar. We'll have a great time there and explore some of these things in more detail. Fred, thank you again for your time. Really appreciate it. Thanks for giving me the opportunity. Fred has the coolest job in America. He gets to play with technology in that lab and then go out and talk to healthcare providers about it and see it into implementation. And just a really fun job. Great to talk to him. Great to catch up. Another great discussion with Fred. I want to thank our sponsor for today, Mobile Heartbeat, for investing in our mission to develop the next generation of health leaders. Don't forget, hey, this whole series ends with a great webinar. We're going to have four great, magnificent, wonderful, can't think of any more adjectives. That's all I got for today. Healthcare leaders, we have Anna Baker, Garber, former CNIO for HCA Healthcare, Dr. Stephanie Lahr, CIO, CMIO for Monument Health, Billy Pros, Emerging Technologies and Innovation Strategist at Intermountain, and of course, Fred will come back on, Director of Healthcare at Sirius Healthcare, a CDW company. And we're going to talk about all these things that you've been hearing about in these last couple of episodes. Patient Room Next, what does the future look like? Unlocking AI, artificial intelligence, computer vision, ambient clinical intelligence. I mean, just a, a bunch of fun things to talk to these people about. You can check out the description box below for more information and the registration link. You can also go to our website, thisweekhealth.com. Top right-hand corner, we have upcoming webinars. Click on the webinar you want to attend and sign up. Love to have you join us September 29th at one o'clock Eastern time. That's it. That's it for this series. Check us out on the webinar. It's going to be fantastic. Love to have you there. Thanks for listening. That's all for now.